Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Welcome to the Fanfic Fanfic Podcast, where we dingle what jingles. Hey, everybody! It's Jingles the Mailbot. Uh, I am uh, Sir Weirdington Esquire, and this is uh, your host, uh, Fi. Um, everybody. And I, I, the the summary of what we do here on this podcast is being interrupted by Jingles the Mailbot. But like Jingles, this is highly inappropriate. Well, look, I, I think we'll just have to assume that listeners know 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 what we do and why we're here. Uh, 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 Fi, uh, how's you doing? Did Fi, did like, God damn it, Jingles! <laughs> I think we have a letter. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll check in on uh, how Fi's feeling and uh, what we did last week. Just as soon as we give it, you, you had to interrupt the broadcast. Just give it. All right. <clears throat> oh, it's from Alyssa Kay. Uh, it reads, uh, Hello there. It's Alyssa again. I heard that, uh, I heard what Weird said last episode, or perhaps the episode before, depending on the production schedule, and wanted to put my feelings about Arabu here. Weird is right. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't have much else to add to that. Uh, they hit the points that uh, I would have said otherwise. It's sad that great minds think alike, but it seems that some can... The same can be said about jukeboxes, horse pornographers, and uh, pony fanfic podcast fans. Uh, tongue emoji. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not too rude of me, but I'd like to make somewhat of a request here in that I really enjoy hearing Weird's extended takes on things and consistently find myself slightly saddened uh, when I hear but maybe we should mosey. I understand that you want to keep things concise, but perhaps you'd consider leaving some of the longer trains of thought in? Uh, that said, just one listener's opinion, uh, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, give Jingles a robo-snack. P.S. Forgot to ask, what's a song you've been using in your outro? Uh, uh, oh, I can, uh, I can Unfortunately, really. Jingles will have to be denied uh, uh, their snack uh, for interrupting the uh, summation of our mission statement. Uh, uh, I can I can answer. I'll, the, I'll give uh, him Douglas Pass later. So yes, the uh, yeah the, the 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 song that we use for the intro and outro uh, going like after the like after being done ph uh, is "All You Fascists Bound to Lose" by Woody Guthrie because first of all it's in the public domain and second of all I feel <laughs> it's very fitting to just the general tone of FOE uh, fascist fighting hillbillies. <laughs> as as to the, as the main. Uh, 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 line of inquiry. Why, thank you. I, I, it is, it is heartening to hear that someone else enjoys the sound of my voice as, almost as much as I do myself. Um, uh, h however, uh, there's, 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 uh, a, a, a two-part answer, uh, to, to the question of, um, uh, can, can we, uh, go ahead and, uh, uh, allow Weird to, to continue going on extended takes. Uh, one is, um, I'm afraid that you direly underestimate my capacity to ramble. Uh, we try to keep these episodes about like an hour long, and if we 
if we indulged every single rambling sort of half related story, then this ep- the, every episode would be twice as long, which is just like a or lot more. for me to edit. <laughs> like um, a lot of the a lot of the late PH episodes got pretty long and they were pretty insufferable to edit. So we're really trying to keep this a little bit shorter and a little bit more unfocused to the actual meat and potatoes of the story uh, this time around. Uh, uh, but the uh, part two is that I feel pretty confident in that, um, like anytime, definitely anytime Vi brings up, like uh, perhaps it's time to mosey, like I, I typically pretty much instantly agree. Like I like I take a moment to think about it and uh, realize that he's he's right, more or less everything's been said. Uh, mm-hmm. I have cut Vi off in a similar way, and I think that we've been doing this long enough that we both have a really strong instinct for, like, when, like, okay, we've, we've more or less exhausted the topic. It, 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 yeah. It, for, for, for brevity is the soul of wit. Uh, uh, good, editing is, uh, <laughs> good editing is, good editing is, is the, uh, yeah. Um, and and we're, we're both pretty, pretty guilty of being the kind of person who will just keep talking about a thing as long as the like the adrenaline's still going and a lot of the problem with that is that you just sort of tend to unless you have like a cohesive thesis statement you kind of just end up repeating a lot of your points uh, quite a few times that's not really good for podcasting so it's just better off to just say your piece cut it off move on to the next thing because we're bound to have a point later to talk about with the same level of veracity and if you listen close you'll notice like on several occasions one or the other of us like if they have something they really want to say they'll push back on 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 the the invitation to mosey so as much as we appreciate a desire for more of us um more of me very specifically (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's it's mostly just a an effort to keep each other like uh focused on the actual project of recording you are already receiving the medically recommended amount of podcast <laughs> uh, speaking yeah, of any more in the the little <laughs> rainbow colored uh, radiation <laughs> dial will go up into the into the red part <laughs> so anyway what happened last week uh, uh so we can do this week uh heck not a lot happened uh honestly uh if i remember correctly it was mostly the like fallout of Arbu and <coughs> homage being a little too like willing to kind of accidentally screw over a little pip by being like, ah, maybe she went bad. Who knows? Uh, but you may <laughs> want to stay away from her. Uh, and that uh, almost her gets dark them side meter could very well have teetered over to the moral the, the moral ledge. And it was really most of a more of an opportunity to kind of reflect on like Arbu and feelings about the individual characters and their responses and their sort of representations of the different sort of philosophies about that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, the honestly, that was mostly it. And then the chapter ended with uh, saving people from being attacked by blood wings, I think. Yes, yes, it it uh, it. it. Um, we, we we deposited all the babies and old man Zadok uh, in in a safe settlement, uh, presumably, and provided them a water talisman, and then geared up to 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 go to Canterlot, um, because it turns out uh, Zenith's Zenith's baby was was in fact literally on the way, and so we we, we see three uh, three three young uh, uh, teenage zebras 
uh, fleeing from a giant swarm of blood wings. Uh, so we open up in the middle of, of, of the action. Big, crazy, wild set piece uh, fighting off blood wings. Uh, uh, Steel Hooves is, 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 is knocked off of the Sky Bandit. Uh, and disappears into the the rainy clouds below. Two of the 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 uh, uh, zebs, the, the two of the zebras are lost to bloodwings. Like one of them is is desiccated like instantly uh, by a bloodwing bite. Um, some of the party members are injured, uh, but yeah, we they 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 manage to pull through. They they manage to uh, save at least one zebra, uh, and in fact survive themselves. Uh, so then we we cut to. Uh, everybody camping under a, uh, a a fairly large velvet shield spell. Um, mm -hmm. It is uh, it, it, a moment is taken to remark upon how pretty it is <laughs> to see the rain <laughs> hitting the magic dome above them. Yeah, it's got that it's got that lo-fi raining on the window. <laughs> uh, velvet Chill has needs to study too. Velvet has apparently become fairly potent uh, with time. She is she's allowed to magically multitask, uh, putting up the shield, uh, <coughs> casting heal spells, while somebody else, you know, gets a fire going <laughs> under under this makeshift tent. We 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 find out that this kid is um, from a Logan's Run situation. Mm -hmm. There is there's a tribe of babies out there mm -hmm. um, who who. Uh, drive out anyone old enough to become a teenager for for fear that like having adults in their group makes them a target for slavers mm -hmm. after what happened to them the last time so there's a just just a a, a roving band of feral babies yeah. yes um very Ro roving band of feral baby zebras <laughs> it's it's just comically sad. Like it's yes. <laughs> it's it's so depressing <laughs> that it's hard not to laugh about. But there is like a village of adults that, like, the, as, as the babies grow older, they they are sent to to, to live in uh, a settlement called Glyphmark, mm -hmm. uh, which which these three uh, 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 teens uh, with insufficient attitude were uh, were, were 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 driven uh, toward. Uh, and if it weren't for the intervention of the party, none of them would have made it. Just, just bleak. But not as bleak as Glyphmark itself. <laughs> um, a a a place where hope has died. Mm -hmm. Uh, because like when the party arrives, like their their first impression of the town is somebody like at the rough border mark, like surrendering. <laughs> so, like because they you know. They don't have anything to trade for. They like there's they found some hydroponic bays <coughs> that isn't completely poisoned, like due to proximity to Canterlot. Like it, apparently the cloud has seeped into like the groundwater and just the, the ground itself. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, they've got a hydroponics bay, but they've got to like curate it. <laughs> like only a percentage of everything that grows there is useful for food. So they have nothing, and literally everything is hostile. Everything and everyone, because they're, they're zebras. And on top of all of that, well, they used to have a doctor. She was taken away with the other half of the town when the Nightmare Moons descended upon them. Of all fucking things. Uh, nightmare Moons, what is... Oh, God. 
<laughs> the fucking alicorns. The party takes a moment to like blame themselves. Like, it's possible that they did this specifically because of us. Uh, <laughs> the goddess noticed that she couldn't read uh, uh, Zenith's mind, and so now is sent. Uh, an attack formation <laughs> to go harvest some zebras. Just make their lives just that much more awful. <laughs> Why, yes, I am kicking over your sandcastle. <laughs> the goddess wills it. <laughs> I was living in that sandcastle. <laughs> Ever since I couldn't live by in the shed out back anymore. <laughs> So bleak. <laughs> it's a really kick the dog moment. Like, man, <laughs> like, uh, like you probably should already hate the goddess, but you should really hate the goddess now. But on top of it all, that aforementioned doctor who was spirited away, Zenith's daughter, great. <laughs> we Zenith, for some reason, uh, tries to assure, like, uh, you don't have to do this, yo. Just because one of them's my daughter, or or to make up for that cannibal town, and like little Pip, little Pip responds by finishing loading little little Macintosh. <laughs> I don't understand the quest. <laughs> uh, doing this for you, I have all these unspent bullets. Where else are they going to go? Like there's 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 a surprising amount of noise about this question. Like, like Velvet brings up these people need a you know a, a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm uh, misreading my note. Um, uh, yeah, Velvet insists on staying behind. Everybody mm-hmm. else go ahead. She's going to do what she can to with with, with all the group's food, metal medical supplies to like help stave off the scurvy on top of the, the septic wounds and things. <laughs> Just all of the problems. These these poor beleaguered people. These poor beleaguered horses. Have. Um, well, they're zebras, so they're like more like a donkey than a horse. But yeah. Uh. So yeah, they 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 make their way through the yet continuing rain. Um. We we see uh, Canterlot uh, in the distance, uh, majestic and terrible, uh, grayed ruins, uh, gray for the time being because water seems to. Uh, be very absorbent of of the uh, of the of the terrible pink mist uh, and uh, uh, zebra town, um, the the wartime ghetto that <laughs> that every zebra in the country was uh, systematically herded into, uh, yeah. with with a, with a handful of exceptions apparently only in Canterlot proper. Uh, every every zebra in small town. Uh, Equestria was was uprooted and moved to Zebra Town, more or less for their own benefit, given the nature of the wartime propaganda. Some kind of camp um, where you could concentrate them all into. Not sure what they call those. We're gonna we're gonna have to wind up getting into that a little bit over the course of this chapter. Uh, we we come across um, Steel, who has managed to fall into the one building <laughs> in a vast stretch of waste. <laughs> That broke his fall. Uh, we go in and uh, uh, we find that it apparently been ransacked uh, pretty horribly before the end of the world. Uh, one of those uh, uh, hyper durable terminals in, is in here, but somebody like intentionally smashed the screen. 
Um, thankfully for little Pip's uh, 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 grubby little hooves, uh, <laughs> that doesn't actually break the internal mechanism. Mm-hmm. And she was so she was still able to loot it for its delicious data. Second only to delicious loot. Uh, but was struggling with it because it would had a, a particularly complicated uh, password, like a huge like sixteen character like password um and uh expressed that she felt sympathy for a moment for whoever got frustrated enough to spa- smash in the the uh manual interface mm-hmm. so we're, we're going to get uh journal entries rather than more throughout this episode this is i think the first morpless chapter in a long time uh it is the journal the most insufferable <laughs> uh lib <laughs> like uh college like lib um uh kcat goes out of her way like i i I really appreciate that kcat uh pointed out in absolute clear terms in case the reader missed it this this woman is racist (laughs) just just insufferably racist but racist in the in the way of like how do i put it so the only thing that springs immediately to mind is like reading like things written by like wealthy abolitionists around the era of the civil war well the treatment of of uh of the of the colors is 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 insufferable uh the poor dears don't deserve <laughs> the, the 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 abuse heaped on them uh yeah. they uh the word we're looking here for is infantilization it is a very common aspect of a very specific kind of liberal lily white uh contempt i guess for your common man uh, uh she, she is she is extremely um put upon by having to live among the poors of any stripe mm-hmm. <laughs> literal or, 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 or horse but like yeah one of one of the one of the amazing lines in, in these journal entries is um it's, it's this 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 racism against zebras is 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 intolerable they they were born that way it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not their fault <laughs> it's not their fault they were born the way that they are <laughs> like so like at the one like yeah it's it's this weird double-edged like they, she is trying but yeah but not very hard um frankly th- these, these journal entries really remind me of um pathologic oh um the video game yes well the the uh specifically i can't remember his name but the 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 first protagonist the, uh, the 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 training wheels protagonist of, of Pathologic, who is who is here to save these 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 rough folk from uh, from the disease they have. There's, there's some sort of contagion around. Uh, do not worry, I, I shall provide you with vaccination. You simple lot. <laughs> uh, because we 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 learn through through the course of these journal entries. Um, I think for the sake of, like, clarity, I'll, I'll do again what I, I did last time. Because the, these journal entries are, are scattered through the chapter. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just sort of, like, list off more or less what happens uh, in them. We find out that uh, she is the royal astronomer. She has a uh, meteor shower as her cutie mark. Specifically, it seems to be the the centennial meteor shower. A once in a 100 years meteor, meteor shower, which she laments... She was, she has this cutie mark, yet she was born at a time that she would never see. She was born after the latest shower, 
and long before she would ever live long enough to see the the next one. But uh, but that and her good breeding uh, have have assured her a place in the royal palace as the royal astronomer, a a, a highly significant position, especially given the nature of the uh, monarch, uh, the the princesses both being the sun and the moon, respectively. Yes. <clears throat> And so we, we open up with her um, telling an interesting perspective. Uh, this this story is like uh, sort of digging into some of the implications of the, the story as we know it of uh, Princess Luna um, going mad, rebelling against her sister and ultimately being sealed inside the moon, which is that uh, Luna is a little bit frustrated, like, like expresses her frustration that um, there's a general perception that Celestria is so much stronger than her because after she was sealed away, it was Celestria's job to manage both Celestria bodies. However, she was a problem in the first place because she was able to uh, suppress the sun while Celestria was around. <laughs> that she had the power to, to lock the sun out of the sky indefinitely. That apparently that this, this went on for more than a day. <laughs> it is hard to track how long it went because days weren't allowed to happen anymore. <laughs> It went on long enough that, like, abnormal winter and starvation started to be serious concerns. Um, other options uh, than sealing her in the moon with the elements of harmony were explored, uh, but for the meteor metal, the star metal armor she was wearing at the time. Because this wasn't an off-the-cuff <laughs> off tantrum. This was planned for. <laughs> and um, apparently Luna had uh, made made plans and uh, armored herself against virtually anything but being <laughs> being imprisoned. Uh, she she was expecting a fight to the death, but instead she was uh, uh, she, she wasn't anticipating uh, being <laughs> locked away, being sent to the naughty chair <laughs> for thousand <laughs> years. <laughs> Luna ha has has decided that she she wants some details on like like in in hindsight thinking about like her her increasingly feverish desire to punish all of horse kind um and how it might have related to her um decision to fashion armor for herself composed of star metal and so she wants to find out what the zebra myths regarding the stars entail specifically. But she's far enough removed from human, like, I guess, horse relations to think that the, the, the perfect person to, to go about inquiring on the subject is the royal astronomer. And, a, not, and not a zebra. Well, she doesn't know who to turn to because like the, the only like zebra close to the court was presumably Xanthe, and she is indisposed <laughs> at this point in the timeline, uh, it would seem. Yeah, Zakora. Yeah, rather than, like, yeah, but, but like, it's not as though, like, m most any zebra would directly answer uh, Luna's questions anyway. I mean, what with being so, the devil and all. So she sent the royal astronomer to, to go to, uh, to, to, to go to the ghetto... <laughs> Where where all the zebras have been herded to ask around about star mythology, not thinking to like get a specialist in you know communications or some sort of diplomat or a historian. Instead, the uh, 
the astronomer with her head very firmly stuffed up her own ass. <laughs> um, because it's comfortable up there. They've got they've got drape starlings. It's very in fashion this season. Yeah. By the way, the star metal, that's the stuff that's also in pH, but it doesn't have magic god goo in it. Uh, it's like, it's just nebulously perhaps bad. Yeah. Uh, in in ways that, that that aren't well understood. It it it's like your your standard sort like fantasy like how like adamantine is like metal that's fallen from the sky type stuff. It is it is magic MacGuffin metal. Uh, maybe it's toxic. That's about that's more or less about what we get about it in this story, and it's connected to the stars in some way. But in the same way that like. Lots of things are connected to the stars. They're scary, maybe. It's it's left pretty vague on purpose. But yes, I, I was specifically reminded of Pathologic because, like, the entirely wrong person <laughs> to send this, like, over-educated uh, fucking goon yeah. um, who has, like, contempt for, 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 for anybody with... <sighs> Do I really have to talk to somebody who only has two stories in their house? So, like, obviously she fails. Like, obviously, like she's uh, she's she's miserable at this. <laughs> and what's worse is that, like, she goes to a to a bathhouse and like is you know she just has a very poor upbringing. <laughs> uh, she, she she's able to overcome like her her snootiness to realize, oh, this like a public sauna is actually really good <laughs> um like besides being like in, in, incredibly like cleansing like a like a, a steam bath being you know just just a good thing to have it's it's also an incredible like uh place for like people for, for a community to connect and you know talk about matters of the day and such she gets very little of that because you know once anybody in this town sees her naked flank it's a meteor shower <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is uh, like I'm. I'm trying to imagine like what the closest, but like it's just a, the face of a demon. She's got a <laughs> pentagram. That's what it is. Yeah, she's, she's got a, an upside down pentagram, like dripping with blood. Is what is what everybody sees. Yeah, or one of the like yeah, or one of those like seals from the Ars Gotia or whatever. I'm not sure I haven't pronounced that right. The the, the, the like demon seals. It, it's it, yeah. yeah. It's it's having a big scary like <laughs> I worship the devil. <laughs> And and she keeps like getting into like more like she like brings the the shards that she's been entrusted with of of Luna's armor to uh to an antiques dealer who immediately invites her to leave. Uh, she only gets anywhere at all when she like just asks about meteor showers. I have a meteor shower on my butt. Can you tell me anything about that? Oh sure. <laughs> Additionally, while she's here, um, she she sees that. Well, after the battle at um, uh, Shattered Hoof, uh, and and with like word of, of alarming numbers of hate crimes happening for some reason, like, like the, the, there's a, there's a weird disconnect here, and that like the main six and the princesses seem to be alarmed by the increasing like racism, but it's rarity giving the okay to. Uh, all of these like propaganda posters explaining that zebras are mon- are innately evil and must be uh, just pulled up by the root, just <laughs> destroyed to the last. 
But, I don't know, I think it's pretty within Rarity's character to be like, the consequences of my actions, darling. <laughs> Never heard of what them. What are those? I, I... <laughs> um, really? Being hoisted by my own petard? Perish the thought. Like, at the same time that these, these the, the very same horses that are cranking out, like, genocide propaganda. During, during the story, like, uh, that, that same antiques dealer is burned down almost the moment she leaves like a a a, a uh, uh masked uh ponies um in a cart hurl a uh, molotov cocktail through the window uh and and burn a little girl um and uh, our our protagonist um uh, it, it for, for these journals like tries to go in but like her help is not welcomely received um so but later in one of the other journal entries Pinkie Pie and uh, Fluttershy themselves come down to, like, do a, you get a car! <laughs> like, uh, um, have a surprise party uh, to, to reveal to the little girl and her mother that we've built you a new house! Like, we've built you, we've replaced all the stuff you lost in that, in that hate crime. Don't worry about it. It was just a little hate crime, just a little one. Uh, meanwhile, like, there's increasing uh, problems with Dash addiction. In the town, I mean, for obvious, it's increasingly stressful. It 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 has like really strong like. I I wonder if Cakehead is doing an intentional like spread of crack cocaine problem. Oh, I guarantee. Sort of parallel. I I was literally just about to bring up how like Zebra Town is this weird little ant colony version of like the history of systemic racism. Uh. <laughs> um, because it, it also includes like a, uh, these, it isn't the term that's used, but like, there's a victim of excited delirium, uh, in one of these journal entries, um, because the, to protect Zebra Town, soldiers have been like garrisoned around it mm. to help keep the peace and, and protect the populace. But these protective soldiers do a lot of crimes. Yes. So much so that uh, our protagonist sees only one example of an upstanding uh, a member of this this uh, uh, battalion um, who kicks the life, <laughs> uh, 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 kicks half to death uh, uh, two of his fellow guards um, for um, attempting to rape a like zebra citizen of Zebra Town, uh, and even he, this um, Sergeant Applesnack, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, Heard that name before. Is extremely soon to rap. <laughs> like yeah. he, he kicks the he, he, like he kicks half to death these these two guys, and when their victim like tries to um, thank him, he he snubs her. This had nothing to do with you. I only did it because they're a disgrace to the uniform. <laughs> no, Don't forget, me. I'm still racist and a cop. <laughs> Um, don't forget, yeah, all cops are bastards, especially me. <laughs> he, he later, like, we, we later see Apple Snack again. He's cleaning, um, somebody, uh, defaced his armor, uh, with, with, with stripes and the word zebra lover. Uh, and as he's cleaning it, like he, he, he wishes to be away from this town, uh, and, and, uh, never have to like glad hand another zebra again but at the same time like his his main gripe before that line is 
just how ugly like the uh ponies are in his eyes like after after enduring this this like the the thing that like his emotional state is really complicated mm -hmm. like on the one hand he is like fully in, like imbibed the zebra hating kool-aid but on the other hand the thing that makes him angry about angriest about this assignment like the thing that clearly galls him the most is his fellow horse mm -hmm. uh so like steel hooves <laughs> prequel steel hooves is is a complicated moral figure. Yes, he's a land of contrasts. Like at the at the end of the day, I think he's an example of like he's a good horse, but he's a cop. What he, what is the one de defining feature of all cops? Yeah, some kind of um, robo cop, perhaps. Yeah. Um. So like, at, no matter how good he is at heart, being a cop in, inevitably entails being a bastard. Mm hmm. So it's 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 an interesting portrayal, um, but about excited delirium. There's a behind the bastards uh, episode about it that, that sums yeah. it up. By the way, we uh, are starting to get a little long in the tooth. It, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's basically the police have made up have uh, police and a, 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 a paid uh, medical professionals by the police <laughs> have made up a disease called excited delirium. The symptoms are if you are beaten to death. Uh, or strangled by police. Um, it literally can't have been that that killed you. It was excited delirium. Clearly, um, it, it, if you were a black person, you must have been doing too much cocaine or at some point in your life, regardless of how much is still in your system at yeah. the time you were beaten to death. And that's what killed you. The, the recent, the recent, you know, George Floyd death uh, was at, at one point attempted to be blamed on they didn't they weren't strangled to death they had a unrelated heart attack that killed them before they were killed to death by the strangulation um yeah all, all the symptoms of excited delirium are mortal terror that you were about to be killed by police officers yeah i'm just saying like um, if, if people are feeling this sounds familiar it's because yeah yeah uh but yeah it, it comes up because somebody shot and they died in the hospital of uh dash related consumption probably um eventually the the the, the journal entries end with um yeah so word got out that i was like showing off <laughs> pieces of, of devil metal and have a devil mark on my butt so no one's talking to me anymore uh, I, I tried to go into the police station because I finally, like, at long last, received a letter back from um, uh, from Princess Luna um, giving me authorization to demand to speak with the only horse in town who probably knows most about this. Uh, somebody who was put in prison in the first place for bringing in some sort of contraband book into town? Uh, with, with a black book of some kind? Don't know. The black uh, book. Um... Anyway, he chewed off his hooves uh, a day before I was able to see him. Uh, so that sucks. I'm leaving. This place sucks. <laughs> my, my, I'm having a chariot pulled around <laughs> sometime this afternoon. I'm and going as, home. Just as soon as I finish writing that article and answer whoever that is banging so fiercely on the door. And that's more or less the, the contents of all these journal entries. Now back to the main chapter. Yeah. <laughs> uh that took up so long yeah um i probably could have written more concise notes anyway um uh so we get exposure to a a sample of what receivers are like uh they kill they're you bad. They, 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 they're they real bad filthy 
they fill the air with with white noise that kills you. Yeah, like it, like it, you, it, you bleed it, out the eyes and the ears and the nose. It, it uh, and the only way to uh, survive sound. is to just get away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they 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 do this even if completely submerged in water. Yep. Like they they find out they almost died because one of them was floating by them under a river. I I do enjoy that one of the deadliest things in the setting are fucking haunted radios. Yeah, apparently this entire village, the uh, zebra town, is 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 just a a precursor, like the, yeah, the run up to actually having to deal with, with yeah, Candelot proper. St- yeah, Steel Hooves, I think, even explains it as this is like a dry run of what's going to be like in Canterlot. Uh huh, and it's bad. Uh, fucks them up real bad. So the the party guesses that they're uh, if if uh, they're anywhere, it's probably. Uh, if, if if these these alicorns have, have stored these prisoners anywhere, it's probably maybe the sewers or mm-hmm. the bathhouse. Uh, we go into this bathhouse where we're we're confronted with with our first canterlot ghouls. Yep. Um, canterlotted zebra zombies. Yep. Ghost people. Uh, the party gets spotted by by an alicorn. Uh, who frustratingly is is a teleporting alicorn. Mm-hmm. Pip is 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 uh, badly injured uh, when she underestimates what it takes to kill one. She fired a series of flaming bullets into into one skull, and it still got up. Uh, caught her by surprise because she was not expecting it to uh, get up again. We get some demonstrations of uh, uh, water uh, being able to absorb it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the cloud that is. Uh, eventually, uh, we make it to the sewer proper where we have, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, dangerous encounters. Have a, a peculiar interaction with, with the alicorns. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, they, they seal a hallway, uh, with their, their, their extra impenetrable shield, uh, going into statue mode, uh, and wait for the water to build up so that it will flood and attempt to drown them. But the really confusing thing, besides the fact that the the alicorns are being hostile to them, uh, is that uh, the last thing the teleporting alicorn says before letting the shield down, trying to drown them, is "Gotcha," <laughs> which is out of character. Yes, just a little bit. Um, also, I'm not sure if we, we 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 said it, but like the reason why like Zebra Town is so flooded with Canterlot goo is it basically like is in the shadow of Canterlot. Uh, like oh yes, it was. Uh, Canterlot's high up on a mountaintop, and like this is in the valley that's just beneath it. When that when that shield that was holding in the uh, the the smoke, yeah, uh, finally dropped, all of the water uh, springing forth from Canterlot was completely soaked uh, in 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 cloud, uh, and so a a torrent of of cloud water. Uh, as deeply suffused cloud water washed over Zebra Town. Uh, in the basement, in 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 the uh, in the in the sewer, we come across a series of uh, four hoof marks embedded in the stone. Uh, Steel Hooves moves and steps onto them. Applejack's final words to Steel Hooves were ordering him to go to Zebra Town to um, command the evacuation, the emergency evacuation. Mm-hmm. Because he was the only one on hand who was familiar with it, uh, and that's where he died. Uh, and it explains why he like received precisely the amount of concentration. Die in the way he did, rather than the rather than the regular way. Like he 
died only enough to be preserved forever. This is uh, this is the first time uh, uh, Little Pip sees uh, Steel Hooves cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he he loses a little bit uh, in this in this moment and in this place. So we do some more exploring, find out. Well, they're not down here, but uh, Pip has listened to enough journal entries that he's that she's figured out where they probably are. Uh, we go there. Uh, we 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 find uh, a bunch of materials. Uh, it seems that these zebras were uh, collecting munitions um, in anticipation of inevitably being genocided. They they they. It looks like they were expecting that at any time the the ponies were just going to come and 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 just like as an official matter of state, kill them, finish them off. And so they were, they were trying to collect uh, munitions as best they could um, to, to defend themselves. Uh, and among them is a Bellfire Egg Launcher. Pip is very excited about this because we, we came across a group of them conversing uh, and resenting having memories and their own opinions. Because it seems cloud dampens telepathy. Uh, so it's no wonder that they haven't received the no kill order. <laughs> that they haven't. Mm-hmm. That they uh, that they 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 aren't um, participating in the supposed temporary alliance with the with the the dread Pip, uh, with that wascally Pip. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're able to 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 use I me uh, in reference to themselves rather than the the uh, continual royal we. And one of them complains about remembering having once been a buck, but Pip Pip. So, solves their complaints uh, when she sneaks back up to where they're, they're, they're still grousing amongst each other. Think she's being clever and <laughs> reserved by firing the, the egg at the wall behind uh, these these alicorns. Uh, she notes before she uh, moves around cover that one of them manages to get their shield up in time. It's not enough. Yes. Also, the cover little Pip is in isn't enough. <laughs> it falls on her. Yes. Uh, and and breaks the launcher. <laughs> Oops. As well as some of her bones. <laughs> <laughs> ah, those are fine. Uh, at some point during this, um, uh, Zenith demonstrates the utility of her, her very fancy hat a couple times. Uh, it is indeed sharp enough to pierce a uh, uh, alicorn bubble. Uh, it is also uh, sufficiently sharp uh, to chop a uh, uh, zombie zebra into enough pieces that it does not get up anymore. Mm-hmm. It is also ludicrously sharp enough that even though uh, during a period where Pip is unconscious uh, and unable to open one of these lockboxes, uh, Zenith has it mm-hmm. <laughs> with her hat. <laughs> it's a good hat. It is. A, it's a great hat. <laughs> I need me one of those hats. We're nearly killed by another broadcaster. Mm-hmm. So the, the party goes downstairs they're they're faced with a problem of that there's a cloud um on the stairs meaning that they don't necessarily have enough portions to they can get down there but the question is can they get back up uh calamity is 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 left upstairs um we see a alarming prophecy written on the wall uh that puts the um apocalypse into context uh more or less it predicts that uh from uh indestructible cities uh, Nightmare Moon's uh, forces uh, will, will move upon us uh, with armor crafted from our very souls uh, and no zebra self shall survive. And reflecting on it, it's horrifying, but this does paint a possible future. Um, because Pip, like, through, through all her morb consumption, knows that 
Soul Steel armor was in development. Mm -hmm. Indestructible Soul Jar armor. It doesn't take a lot of thinking to figure out whose souls would be used in the construction of that armor. Um, Thanks, Rarity. The mega spells were initially designed to create impenetrable barriers. Twilight was working on bypass spells to ensure that, like, bombs that only target certain kinds of... That, that exclude certain people or certain categories of people. Like, everything in this prophecy... Oh, it seems valid. Like, it, it does look like everything points to, like, a impending total zebra genocide was on the horizon. Less of a prophecy, more of a checklist at that point. And so, like, it does paint the, like, bomb apocalypse, the, 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 the mutually assured destruction of just firing, firing all mega death, mega spells in all directions. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's well. Well, I am certainly someone who is anti-nuke and anti-war in general. I can certainly understand the concept of a impending genocide moving up your time scale a little bit, and and your 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 desperate need to escalate the war. Uh, now or never, like it's yeah, like you know. All right, well, if I have a choice of just me being eradicated versus just you know fucking all life. Like if you know, if I a very if I'm going down, might as well take you with me. Sort of a sort of a sentiment. It's it's dark, and Pip like sort of chews on the fact like, did the apocalypse happen because this prophecy that was carved on the wall of the cell in blood get out? I mean, it makes sense that it would get out. It there's 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 all these indications that like some of the zebras like in this town were connected with the outside. It could have gotten out, and, and it also seems like precisely the sort of thing that, like, if the stars arrange misery to happen by way of, like, indirect influence, that, like, <laughs> this prophecy sure does seem like a good way to initiate a massive nuclear holocaust on all directions. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, the thing that Pip really has to chew on is, like, it probably doesn't even matter. Like, it didn't have to. <laughs> like, this, this didn't even, like... If, if the zebras had gotten a hold of half of the intelligence that Pip has over the course of her journey, they probably would have come to the same conclusion. <laughs> that the um, Imperium needs to die? So, yeah, uh, th there's a par paradox throughout this, this dungeon instant, <laughs> it would seem, that, um, yeah, it's this place is thoroughly unlooted, but most of the loot that we acquire, we have to spend immediately. <laughs> like, every every healing potion we find has to, has to be downed Instantly, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, pockets of pink cloud are seem to be more or less unavoidable here and there. You just got to just keep downing healing potions one after the next. Mm -hmm. Though currently they're not, they don't seem to be following their own advice as far as make sure to be completely naked and uh, don't use bandages. Uh, and I wonder, like, when they're going to establish, like, you know, follow up on that rule that they established earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, we finally get to the cage full of, uh, full of zebras. Uh, I forgot to mention that, um, we, we find a potion lab earlier on, uh, where Xanthe uses, uh, all of those collected, uh, blood wings, blood wing wings, mm -hmm. uh, to make something. And what that something is, we find out here as Xanthe drops a bunch of talismans on all of the, uh, the zebras in the cage and they sprout. Big wings. Yep. 
Big Bird Wings. Big exciting chase uh, with the Alicorns. Uh, ultimately, uh, a lot of them are taken down when the entire precinct explodes behind our escaping. Uh, we later find out that this is because uh, Calamity um, found a boiler and figured, well... <laughs> Since we're here. Well, <laughs> these things explode with a, a lot of steam. And water seems to disperse clouds. Uh, uh, in addition to, like, demand... Velvet demanding to know, like, why he thought this would could ever be considered a good idea. She asked, how did you know it would even work? Well, honestly, I was kind of counting on that it wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I love this man so much. <laughs> um, in spite of, of losing two, two of the zebras along the way, the town of Glyphmark is, is taking the opportunity to celebrate anything. <laughs> celebrate any good turn of fortune. Yay. <laughs> uh, Calamity and uh, Steel Hooves team up to repair uh, the uh, battle robots um, that are that are rotting, rotting in the center of, of, of Glyphmark. Uh, they are now uh, uh, fully online and operational, uh, and and capable of defending uh, these these beleaguered zebras. In addition, uh, the zebras now have um, a recipe for dash. Uh, they recovered from uh, from the town. Um, it turns out that the um, uh, veterinary clinic uh, that Glyphmark is built around uh, was the source of of the uh, of the DAS manufacturer uh, that was sort of harming the the citizens. But now it's a trade good. Yeah, <laughs> that Glyphmark can rely on. Yeah. Yay! I mean, and, um, it's profitable. That's yeah. it, the best they got. Yeah. And also, Glyphmark is now repleting guns. Yay! Because uh, Calamity was able to salvage, like, all of the guns were pretty damaged and desiccated by time. But <laughs> Calamity was able to salvage, uh, like, like take a take hundred shitty guns and turn them into 30 working guns. <laughs> all attached to one big gun. Um, I, I was just thinking so, about how they did more good for this town in like a day than, than Blackjack did in the entirety of her, everything that she did in, in the hope. Well, the, the thing that's gotten me disoriented is that, um, congratulations, here's a bounty, you're saved, guns and drugs for everyone. <laughs> I mean, it's the wasteland, so... Yes. <laughs> but, in indeed, now they now they for once have a trade good, and also sufficient armament <laughs> that anybody that stops by won't just take their stuff. Yep. <laughs> they, um, but I, 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 I think I will, I'll, I'll leave everybody on. Uh, one thing that I left out, uh, we, we get some song lyrics from... Um, uh, Calamity and Velvet doing a duet uh, in route from point A to point B. And one of the lyrics that really stood out to me is, I can't hope to change things if I don't try. Uh, I can't heal another if I lay down and die. There's a whole world beneath us and a whole sky above. But ain't that just the ethos of the whole story? Yeah. And like, once again, Somber, did you read this? No. Somber. Hey, Somber, did you fucking read this? <laughs> I'm increasingly convinced they did not. 
like clearly, like Somber must have just gotten cliff notes. I, Did somebody explain Fallout Equestria to Somber? Like it is, and that's what he bases hate fic on. It's, it's maddening because it's it is a thing where you'd be forgiven to believe that they've never read it, except for the specificity of the things they bitch about Project Horizons. Like, there are specific scenes that the story spends a lot of time whining about. So they'd have to have read some of it, at least, one would assume, but didn't internalize any of it. Or, you know, nefariously... Like, actually, like, they they did, but don't agree with it in any way. Yeah, Somber does seem like the person who, like, Part of part of the reason they they wrote the hate fic is specifically because of this line. I I can't hope to change things if I don't even try. Can't heal another if I lay down and die. This sentiment like stands out to me intensely because it is strictly antithetical to like uh, Project Horizon's entire apparent mission state. Yeah, which is basically suicide fetishism. Uh, the idea of like the dying a noble death is like the the best you can do. That end might as well not try. Yeah. Like again and again, like like we, we we keep making fun of it, we keep pointing it out, but over and over, uh, Blackjack is very easily convinced to just leave awful enough alone and just walk away from from like hideous injustice because well it's stable, like what well, yeah yeah it's functional, it works even like regardless of how much it clearly doesn't yes. <clears throat> um, Anyways, that is that is that the end of our chapter? Or do we got any more? That is uh the end of our chapter. We we close out on uh uh Pip uh providing uh uh, uh marksmanship and firearm safety <laughs> lessons yes. uh to the inhabitants of Glyphmark. Because Pip has has resolved herself that she's not just gonna she's like she's not just gonna walk away. Mm-hmm. She's not just gonna save the day and leave. She's she's going to lay, she she insists upon uh, having a lasting impact. Yay, character growth. We yeah. and everyone shot guns into the air and threw their hats. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, for a extremely not safe for work Twitter related to this podcast, you can contact. Uh, you can go to Thou Art Fine. Remember. There's porn there. <laughs> yes, but also cute, um, cute horse AU. If you're also invested in that, um, uh, come to me for I don't know. I'm posting a lot more re- uh, frequently and making sure to retweet the tweet. Like, do the minimum and and retweet the the tweet where uh, Fi tweets the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and cute animals. And I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that's at weirding to me if you're curious. Uh, if you have the courage to follow in <laughs> Alyssa Kay's example and wish to email us uh, with your with your thoughts, comments, uh, assurances that someone out there is listening, um, you can uh, send that to weirdingtonesq at gmail.com. Uh, all that said, Fi, yeah. y- you never told me how's you was doing. <laughs> How's you doing? Well, it turns out that I'm doing great, and I'm happy to be doing this with you, buddy. I'll have to take your word. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.